Dewana Carl with Aweary She Encourages. Thank you for joining us for this special podcast as we share a gift for the King. Many of us are so excited for Christmas, but there are many of us that really can't afford the way we've been doing it. Spending money that we didn't have, going places, all kinds of things that we really, truly could not afford. But maybe we can consider approaching Christmas with a different mindset. Listen in and consider. Come, they told me, pum a newborn king to see, pum our finest gifts we bring, pum to lay before the king, pum so to honor him, pum when we come, Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Little baby, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. I am a poor boy too, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. I have no gift to bring, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. That's fit to give our king, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Shall I play for you, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum? Mary nodded, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. The ox and lamb kept time, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Then he smiled at me, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Me and my drum. Come, they told me, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. The newborn king to see, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Me and my drum me and my drum rumpa-pum-pum dewana carl with the weary she encourages today i am talking about a gift for the king a gift for the king i wanted to share a different view on how we can approach Christmas. I have to tell you that this will be a year that I view Christmas from a totally different, a totally different aspect. I think that Christmas has been taken from, it's been taken from the Christian faith um, and made to be something that it was not meant to be. And I want to clarify that because I think that it will take off a lot of stress for a lot of us who do celebrate the Christmas holiday. I think when we take the commercialized, we take the commercialized view of Christmas out of it then we can see it from the standpoint that I believe that God would have us to see it from. In Matthew, Isaiah chapter nine, 
if you have your Bibles and if you happen to pass by and um, and see this live going on, if you have your Bibles, I am in the book of Isaiah chapter nine. And normally what I like to do is just have a little study of the word. And then as people start to come by and who would like to join me, then I invite them to join with us today. But I felt that I believe that the Lord gave me this um, to share with you today. And I hope that it will be um, helpful as you move forward in this holiday, if you will, season. In Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, it says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will not will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his entrance from his ancestor, David, for all eternity. This, the compassionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Then as we turn to John chapter one and it establishes who God is, who is this King that was born in Luke and um, that we celebrate during this holiday? In John chapter one, it says this, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God. The word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone and was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created and the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him 
when he shouted to the crowds. This is the one I was talking about when I said someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and, unfaith and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God and is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. So today I want to talk about a gift for the king. A gift for the king. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says this. Starting in, actually starting in verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the, whole, the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from all from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, look the virgin conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Y'all, I don't grow tired of reading about our savior and how he came to this world. I love how in verse chapter two, verse nine through um, 12, it says, after this, the wise men went their way. The wise men, the wise men. The Bible in Proverbs says that the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. The wise men were men of God. The wise men are men that had studied that this time would occur, right? And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went, ahead, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child. Well, y'all, you got to know that when you hear that account, that happened sometime after God was, the Lord Jesus was born. So it says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, 
and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. It's time to go another way, y'all. It's time to give a gift from the king, for the king. You know, it was really important to me that, again, like I was saying, this holiday is so different for me. I have made up my mind that I will not be celebrating other people, including children. I will be celebrating the true and living king, the child that came, that became an adult, that stayed here for 33 years and then chose when he could have called 10,000 angels. He chose to die for me and to die for you. And he laid in a grave for three days and he rose again for me and for you. I choose to celebrate this holiday with the emphasis on the true and living King. I choose to live on this. Um, I'm sorry, I had, I had somebody left me. So again, uh, the the thing that I am, somebody just asked me, what am I most excited about? What I'm most excited about this holiday is the celebration of a king. You know what? I get to celebrate him. You get to celebrate him every day. But this is a day that the world has decided to join us in the celebration. And as children of the living God, if you are a believer and you choose to follow him, this is a time where you can show the world what this holiday is really all about. It's about celebrating the gift of a king, a king. Y'all, it's so many directions that I can go in. God had to, I really had to it's just like this message came out of nowhere. And I'm going to tell you where it came from. It began with realizing I have a guest. Hold on. Let me, let me invite this person in. Good morning, my friend. Thank you for joining me. It's always, always good to have Miss Lisa. Well, good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Oh, I am. I'm for me. I am excited and I am blessed to share what God has on our hearts about celebrating Christmas in a different kind of way. Like the, like the, like the, um, the wise men, I want to go a different route. I don't want to go the same direction. We've been going, spending money we didn't have. Okay. I don't want to do it. Ain't going to do it. <laughs> Couldn't do it, okay? Because when the new year comes, I mean, in, I'm just not. I think that, I think that you know what, Lisa, forgive me, and make sure that if I if I I'm not going, I'm not a long prayer, but I don't like to. I I read the word, and I I don't want to go too much further without um 
without inviting the Lord with us um, in this conversation that we're having today. I started off with the word because I wanted to build the foundation of the fact that this Christmas is about a king, a promised king that actually came, that that um, was born, that stayed here with us th 33, 33 years, that um, chose to die on, a, on a, a, a cross for you and for me, and that he stayed in a grave and he rose on Sunday morning in victory. I choose to celebrate this Christmas and remember who it really is all about, Jesus Christ. So that's what this, this podcast today is about what gift will we give to the true and living king the only king the one true and living god and there is no other jesus christ that's what this holiday is about it's not about your children mm. it's not about your boo it's not about your friends it's not about your co-workers it's about the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Yes. Can we talk about the gift that keeps on giving? So let me shut up and let's let's go to God in prayer. Oh, Father, I thank you, God. I thank you for this excitement. I thank you that that we didn't know, God. Many of us have not even recognized. Oh, God, but I pray that, God, our talk today will bring out truths about who you really are and what you have done and what we can bring to you. What we can bring to you. We don't want to, we, we will not talk about the lies that we have come to believe. Well, we'll pass by it. But we're definitely going to raise the flag of truth. And we're going to live there. Because, God, we know what your word says. That we will know the truth. And the truth is the thing that will set us free. We want to be free today. So, Lord God, I pray that everybody who will speak, myself, Lisa, and any other guests, that we would decrease and you would increase. God, we only see ourselves as mouthpieces. Amen. We want to hear from you, God, because you have the words of life. You have the words of life. And when you speak, oh, when you speak, there is life. And God, we want life today. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, girl, look. Yeah, we're talking about the gift that keep on giving and what gift that can we bring to the king. Um, I was saying, I did share with you what we were going to be talking about today. We talked about Matthew chapter 25 and we went over to 24. But before that, I wanted to talk about establishing the fact that he was the king. So I had to, you know, it wouldn't be. It would, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? How are we going to talk about the gift, the gifts that we bring if we don't talk about the gift? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how are you going to talk about the gift when you're not talking about the one who gives you the gifts? Okay. I mean, I think we get caught up in the fact 
we get caught up in all the stuff, but we forget the giver. Do we want the giver of the gifts, right? Do we stop long enough to recognize that he is the giver of the gifts? So we have to emphasize who he is, first of all, because if we don't emphasize who he is, you know what I'm saying? Then we will miss the whole purpose of the whole the holiday. We will. Well, right. and my thing, and my thing is this: uh, when we talk about gifts, like in my mind, I'm not thinking about just the gifts, like the tangible things, like the things that we can see, we can touch, and we can feel. Uh, I think we're trying to more get on the subject of the gifts, in, the internal gifts that He have given us. You know, something that no one can actually just give you per se, tangibly, tangibly speaking, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to give you a present. This is going to be the present. It's going to be just a present that's wrapped up and it's going to be something that you enjoy materialistically speaking. But when we talk about the gift third of all gifts, I'm almost sure that we're speaking of the gifts that he has placed in each and every one of us, uniquely speaking, that he has given us to serve the greatest gift of all, to, that he's given us to, to do is with the greatest gift of all is serving. Right. To serve others with the gifts that he had put in each and every one of us. And we don't think about that enough to be grateful enough to the primary gifter, which is Jesus Christ. We're That's more it. into the materialistic world and way of doing things. Oh, what you going to get me? Oh, I'm going to get her this and I'm going to get him that. Okay, what about the gift of life, first of all? That's it. And you know what? Before you get there, I really want to be able to, I want to give God his, I want to, I want to give God some glory in that. Um, I want to give God some glory in that, you know, when we think about that, first of all, this is the thing that I found to be so interesting. Help me the Holy Spirit. When we, what I found to be so interesting we've been talking about for the last few weeks about the god of the impossible we've been Mm. talking about how god wants to come into your dark cloud we've been talking about you know whose wall are you standing on when you're trying to get through the thing when you're trying to get through those tough times who's what we talking about jesus now right so i think about this god of the impossible how you know what i found to be very interesting right you know i just finished this semester Y'all, it was congratulations, congratulations, congratulations! Oh, Lord, God, thank you. It was it was so challenging, but you know what? I want to say that when I took that class, human anatomy and physiology, (laughs) y'all, I felt like I was in church. I Mm. I find it, it's like God, because you know, going back to what we just read in John chapter one, and he talks about in the beginning was God and in. In, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So uh. what that means is that Jesus is the creator, right? So right. what that means to me is that when I was sitting in that class, although there were times I did not understand half of what that man was talking about. I was looking at the pictures <laughs> and I was saying to myself, my God, this is, uh, it was blowing. Look, y'all, you remember that song, Lisa? You blow my mind this time? Yeah. Baby. <laughs> Every time I went to a, a, every time I listened to a session, um, a lecture or whatnot, I had to read it. I, my mind was blowed. I was okay. blowed, right? <laughs> I, I mean, blow like, 
and you know me being i'm that type of person that feels like i got to understand everything you know what i'm saying i got to be able to understand you know what the, them kids say my, that math ain't math it's like i gotta understand it i gotta wrap my mind around it well you know human anatomy and physiology was not that thing oh no most definitely make sure you, you got 44 seconds make sure you come back in Okay. It, it was it was definitely not that thing for me um <laughs> it was just not that thing i could not wrap my mind around it right so when i go back and i look at understanding first of all this king that we're celebrating jesus christ being that he's the creator i'm looking at human anatomy and physiology and saying my god you created all of this god huh. this is amazing so when i look at the birth of Jesus and how he chose to come through a virgin of all things, of all people. Okay. okay. A virgin. Impossible. Okay. And although I don't understand it and people try to debunk it, can you understand why, how God created the earth? You tell me, was you there? <laughs> As Jesus would say, were you there when he created the world? So how you figure you're going to understand the, the, the immaculate conception? How do you think that you'll be able to get to the place that you understand the immaculate conception? You won't. You no have way, to Jose. No way, Jose. You, you got to believe that you have to, you have to have the faith of a child to just believe. I don't, yep. I, I'm telling you, y'all, I, I even went, I saw, you know, th you know, well, back in the day when I went to school, like I told y'all, when I first went, when I came out of, out of high school, I'm finna go ahead and date myself because I want to give glory to God. When I came out of high school, it was 1987. <laughs> wow, you were right there with me. I was 1984. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> For the Times, okay. times were different and so was school, Okay. Like, but look, let me say manual. this: everything was paper. Yeah, no, exactly. it wasn't like what it is now. Your butt gotta be computer. You gotta be computer literate nowadays. <laughs> and these kids come here born with the computers in their okay. head. Okay, and like look, from the time they get here, they are already I, I, learning it. Okay, and we're sitting back here looking like Dumbo. I mean, look, I'm like, I did not I know anything. I get what you're saying. I mean, like, I'm very frightened Girl. of going back to school or doing anything. Like, am I mind gonna be able to hold it? Can I retain information and then remember it? Can <laughs> I, I, mean, I can you. learn it. I can learn it, but can I retain the information long enough for the test to come okay. and be able to thank cut things back you. on it and get it? Thank you. I don't thank think you. so. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My mind was we blown. We can learn anything, but can we retain my, information long enough to go back and pull from there that? There you go. My mind. And then put it on paper and say, yeah, I got it. I got I it. I don't know. So so even the millennials, even the smart folks still ain't got, ain't still ain't got God down. You know what I'm saying? Mm, they still ain't yes, got him down. Do you, mm -hmm. I mean, the dude was mm -hmm. teaching the classes. He was, he was telling us this and that and the other thing because of course i can't repeat it because every class every test i took i crammed it okay i had to look yeah. at youtube and try to get the best understanding i could and pray to yeah. god that i answered the right question because i still didn't totally understand what the man was saying okay i'm telling you i was vomiting the information so i can't repeat anything that i got out of it all i know is that god did it amen that's all i can tell you that's all i can tell you at the end of the day i passed the class 
thank the Lord. And then I was crazy enough to take the next class because I felt like I was in God's classroom and I want to go back. Amen. I want to go Amen. back. That's it. And so that's it. I say all those this to are say, what you call the gift. The gift that he put on, man. in you to be able to pass the class. And people don't look at it like you said. The most important gift of the season of any time in our life, first of all, is the gift of life to me, to be able to wake up, walk, talk, and chew gum all at the same time. The Amen. second gift is to be able to communicate with Jesus through prayer. He gives us a privilege Ooh. to be able to talk to him at any given time, day or night. Very good, like, Lisa. We can't even call some of our best friends in the middle of the night because of their family Come obligations. You understand what I'm Hey, I'm sorry. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. But you can go to God anytime and just say, Lord, Lisa, hey, I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't like it. But I'm one thing. I trust you. And in my trusting you, I'm going to have faith. And through that faith, you will bring me in and out of this situation. Smelling like a rose, even though I've been through the fire. Lisa, I got a question. So when you see, now, now it's a rhetorical one though. When you see uh -oh. that you got a God that you can go twenty four seven, when you when you oh, see you can go day. to a God that know every look. I read the scripture this uh, the other day that said, you know, He know how many hairs that are on your head. He's so into yes. you. Back he's to so the anatomy and physiology. Back to the anatomy and physiology. Come on now. He's so into you now. I saw that in the Bible, baby. I understood that. That stuff I saw. But that thing, but when I see, but when I see that this is the same God that knows how many hairs that are on my head, he's waiting, he's drying up every tear. He says Amen. that in the Bible, he says that he takes my tears and he saved them in a bottle. Hallelujah. Yes. And do you think that's, that's I want to find a way? Come on now. When you think of, of, of these things, hmm. when you think about awesome. these things, like I said awesome. in John chapter one, it establishes the fact that Jesus being <laughs> that he is the creator. When we think about yes. these things, that he he's the gift that keep he is the giver of the gifts that keep on giving. So when I think about yes, that, thank you, Lord. I bring that word, to myself, bring that word. God, yes. How do I get to a place in my life where yeah. I can give you back what it was that you gave me? You, I can't give you all of what you gave me. Yeah. So God, ask of me something. Okay, exactly. Use me as your vessel. To serve right. you in whatever way that you want to use me. Because I realize that no matter how much I serve you, I'm never going to compare to the gifts that you put in me and through me from you. Man, when I think about all these things and I think about the virgin birth, let me let me go back to that. I We, got, we went off on a tangent because when I think about the goodness of God, that's all. That's it. When I think about the goodness of God, do you think this will not be a holiday? Y'all, let the Holy Spirit the lead you, sister. Let the Holy Spirit lead you right now in the name of Jesus. I know that some of y'all right now may be broke. Mm. You know what? I, I I wanted to be, I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted God to see just how, I don't even, help me Holy Spirit. Look. Lead. When I thought, when I think about the goodness of God, 
I don't care what my bank account look like. Cause you know what? My Jesus, when he was born, was laying in a manger in a funky stall with some animals. (laughs) Wow. When I think about what my the way my Jesus came. And yet this is the same Jesus. This is the same. Not only did he create it, not only did he come <laughs> like that. Okay, let's keep going. Yes. I read, I, I went back over. I went back over when I started reading about his, when, when, he, when he gave his life for us. And how all these people that were spitting on him and talking about him, how he, you know, at the same time that they was doing all of that, he made up his mind. He told Peter, when, they, he, when Peter got mad and he told him, he said, y'all going to turn on me too. Y'all, y'all know that, right? Y'all going to turn on me too. And Peter said, nah, we ain't going to do that. Nah, uh we ain't going to do that. And then Peter knocked that man ear off. He said, Peter, I could have called 10,000 angels. To do but that. But I did. Because guess that. what? I'm here, I'm here on a mission, Lisa. Yeah. I'm here on a mission. Wait, hold up. I'm here on a mission. Okay? Just like you are. And he Just said, like he are. said, Okay, watch this, watch this. Let me talk, let me make this about Jesus right quick. And so what he did was he said, and while and while they were spitting on him, keeping them breathing, mm. he got in his mind that out. if I don't die on this cross, it out. if I don't do if I don't do what they need me to do, if I don't stay focused, if I don't do what God, if mm. I don't do what my, what I be, what what was intended for bring me to do. Sister, bring that message, sister. Bring it. When I don't do what I what was intended for me for God what what was intended for me to do. See, when the wise men came, let me bring it back home. When the wise men came in verse eleven, and they brought frankincense, gold, gold because he was oh. king. Amen. Because he's the king. When they brought frankincense, it was a symbol. It was a symbol, y'all. It was a symbol of the sweet smelling savior. It was it was a symbol of his life. Yeah. It was a symbol of yes. what who what what he was gonna do. Yes, Lord. Thank you. The Jesus. work that he was gonna give. And guess what? That myrrh. That was the preparation of the fact that he was gonna suffer for you and for me. Uh. So when I think about the gift that I want to bring to the king, first of all, let me say this: this day, this holiday. I don't care if I'm broke or not, will not pass because this is the same God that keep the very words that I'm able to speak right now. Amen. As imperfectly as they may be coming out, hmm. he's giving me, I'm breathing his air. That's what my husband always tell me. Yeah, yes. I'm breathing his air. I'm on speaking, his time. On his time. <laughs> This world, the reason why I can, I, I'm not floating in the air is because he's keeping it. He, he, he what they call that? Uh, 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 what's that called, girl? They keep you from floating all around. See, we're on the outside of the earth. That's what they tell me. And it's because of Jesus that we ain't floating off in space somewhere, right? So when I think about all these things, and I wonder to myself, what gift? You know, I, there are many Christmases. You know, we have a lot of traditions. Good morning, Mr. Taylor May. 
boy, it's good to see you. It's good to have you. I love you. And if I don't get to if I don't get to talk to you before the holiday, I mean, I'm gonna stop saying Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. Even though he wasn't born on that day, we just get a chance to just reflect on the fact that the king was born. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Amen. Peace, peace, my sister. Good morning. Peace, too. peace. Can you tell I'm a little excited? <laughs> yes, I can tell. But don't let me interrupt your thought, though. Gravity. Gravity. That's that, right. Gravity. <clears throat> yeah. That gravity. When I thought about that, Taylor, I could not let go of the fact that all the things that I, you, I don't know how. I think it was it was the God part of me that Emmanuel, that God with us, that he said it, that he is that let me know you sitting in my classroom. The man is teaching the class, but you sitting in my classroom. You get to see some of my handiwork. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Do you think, come on, man, what you got today? <laughs> what you got? What you got? Uh, so now, you know, I just jumped in here and I was doing a talk a little bit earlier. Yes, so sir. I see that you was, t I'm just, I've been listening for about, I don't know, maybe 10, 15, no, maybe like 10 minutes or so. Yes, sir. I'm just, uh, I've just been tracking along. And uh, when, I heard, when I heard when you were saying, what is it, what is it? I want, I want to say gravity. So I was <laughs> message, right? But then I looked and I saw that Sister Lisa Towers was right there. And I was like, how convenient. And I pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, G. Yeah. Look, I was on I was on with uh Amber uh from the B Channel. Shout out to the B Channel, y'all. She's on Spotify. But anyway, Amber, uh Amber, I think Amber was in the in the in the comments. I think she was sending me a comment and I was like, uh, that girl name is uh Lauren, uh Lauren, uh 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 Lauren. And she was like, Dago, Dago, Dago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Lord, I had a serious brain fart. I was like, Lord, help me. Jesus, give me strength, Father. Strength, Lord, strength. Because I swear, man, I, I, I felt like when I left them classes, and I go, I saw it back in January, but when I left those classes, I had no more room in the brain, man. My brain was just like, ooh, <laughs> I'm blowed. I'm blowed. And, you know, and I thought about, and that's why I was glad that you you joined me. I thought about the response that uh, Job had, to, the, the response God had to Job, where was you? <clears throat> and I love that because, you know, for a long time, I didn't even realize that Jesus was the creator. You know, I, I, I separated the two. Let me put it like that. Mm. Well, you, you said that Jesus was the, is the creator. Right. I separated it. I separated it. Um, I believe in a trinity. And I believe that, you know, in John, John talked about that in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And then it goes on into verse. Um, let me go back to my Bible. And I found that to be so fascinating when I saw because Jesus in the beginning and in the end. See, well, sometimes we want to categorize and put Jesus just in the New Testament, but he's all over the Bible. 
Mm. He's even with he's even with uh uh he's even with Abraham when Abraham when he told uh not Abraham was it Abraham Lord because you know I get them mixed up Abraham mm. and Sarah when he when God told them that they were gonna have a baby and there was this this uh <clears throat> when the, the the three men that came to them and told him yeah 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 you right you right uh stop going to Hagar it's gonna come from Sarah and then Sarah started laughing. Mm-hmm. I believe Jesus was in that scene. Um, so I believe that Jesus is throughout the Bible. We try to categorize him and just contain him right here. Jesus uh, in the New Testament is if he just came on the scene. This is where God just first appeared. And I do really realize that there are some segments of the Christian uh, community that don't believe that. But I believe that that is not true. I believe that there is proof throughout the Bible that he was even even in Isaiah. He talks about the soon coming king. He 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 alludes to himself. He is is I forget the word that they use. Yeah, it's uh prophesied. Uh it's a word that they use they call him something else. It's like he he became evident and he he, he it was like uh a physical appearance, but then in the old testament they use the other word. Do you remember? I don't remember. The other word it's another word, another description word that they use to say that to 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 establish the fact that Jesus uh, that Jesus is from the beginning to the end. Like he's been on the scene all the time. He just didn't just come out. of. He just wasn't a thought. Yeah. Uh, he just wasn't the son of man or the son of God. He is God. You know, <clears throat> that's a that's a fascinating topic for me. And uh I like to say it's above my pay grade, you know. It is. Uh, I, it what is. I want to say initially, though, is that is I want to say through and not by. That's what I'm thinking when you was talking about that John scripture. And you was like Jesus is the Creator. Um, Let me go back. I think it's through not by, but you know Jesus Himself said before Abraham was, I am. I, that's <laughs> it. You know? yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. don't disagree with that at all. You know, yes. Even yes. uh, even even a mysterious figure. You know, the the story of uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's real popularly known. You know, but even within that story, there was a mysterious fourth figure in the fire. That's window. it. Um, so, verse ten of John, uh, chapter one. He said he came into the very. Well, I'm reading from a different translation, so who knows? It may be it may be read a little different. Um, and this may and again, this is a translation, but. Um, this one says he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing about it is, is that when we mm-hmm. see it from that standpoint and we ask ourselves, what is it that we can, the gift that we can get, but it's, first of all, you need to understand who God is. And if you see him as just a mere man, if you see him just you categorize him and say, well, that was the one that, that's just Easter God. That, that, that was just, you know what I'm saying? That was the one that just got, got on the cross. I mean, he was God, he was full of God, but you know, that's our brother. No, that was God. He is God. And when you see him as God, you can look at this if you choose to celebrate it and that's your business if you don't. But if you choose to recognize this time to, to, uh, uh, to capitalize on God, to, you know, I believe that God gives us opportunities 
to, you know, the people are more open. So I want to be able to take on that opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ, because guess what? God has called us to make disciples of all men. So if you are open to hear this truth and you choose on his, on a day that was really designated for him to celebrate it, let me tell you what it's really all about what it was truly all about this is really now we don't know that jesus was born on december 25th or that he was born in the winter time but we know he was born so we take advantage of being able to share the story we take advantage to, to be able to share the gospel truth and that's what i wanted to share today yeah. Those of us that choose to 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 celebrate the holiday, let's get back to the real reason behind it. Mm. Yeah, that's deep for me. That's a that's a sore one for me because uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore. I was gonna say like I let all that go a long time ago. Yes. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I I'm, I try to. I'm very uh, what's the word? Stolid. It's mm. like I'm 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 sort of like uh, I'm not I just don't I just don't participate. I used to be I, I've been through phases right before right. I was because I grew up believing in Santa Claus. Okay, so you, Santa Claus got me my first. Santa book. Claus ain't nowhere in the Bible. I know that I'm just talking about <laughs> I'm talking about Christmas because see that's the thing the association is is undeniable. Well. It, I think it you came. Know. Christmas came back, and we gotta continue. You gotta, you gotta tap back in because I want to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Christmas came into the, I think, was uh, born out of Catholicism. I think, um, and I'm not a Catholic, but um, it's an opportunity to share with the world Jesus. And so, if if and I and I, so I celebrate it. I think that. Um, there's another scripture where it says about, um, where it says about, you know, I guess, I get, I want to paraphrase it cause I don't know where it is, where it talk about, um, where it talk about being able to, um, you know, being careful about pushing off your convictions off on somebody else's or whatever. I can't remember. I think it's in the New Testament or something like that. So there are those Christians that don't necessarily believe in celebrating holidays or what they call holy days or whatnot. Um, I think that the only one that Jesus was really specific about was the Lord's Supper, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, uh, I think, but I I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong necessarily, Taylor. Yeah, um, I just try to be. I'm I'm like uh, either you know I went through phases. You know, like I said, I was all in it. I like I like to. Um, I mean, it's I think it's it is good to know the history of it. Yes, but I like to just acknowledge it for what it has been like in my life and in the lives of the people around me. You know what sure. I'm saying? Because it's it's one thing as to like, you know, the origins of it, what it's from or what it's for versus how it was used in the family. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost yeah. like for some families, that's just like a, it's literally like a family reunion. But it's just, you know, it's Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Yeah. So <clears throat> but from the the and, and and I brought the whole Santa. I know Santa Claus not in the Bible, but uh, uh, just the whole 
the no, whole... that wasn't for you. That was for the audience. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Now, just <laughs> for me, the, the whole connection between it, it's odd. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, there's a nativity scene that, that goes with Christmas, but if, if, what role does that play in the whole Santa Claus story? Right, so, if, right. And, for a lot of people, you know, in families like mine or people like me, like people like from where I'm from, mm. it was it was Christmas, you know, and there was it, it, I, I was just talking about this in a talk that I was having earlier. I kind of skimmed across it, but it wasn't so much like, you know, all this atheist agnostic ain't no God and ain't no Jesus. It was that type of stuff wasn't really happening a long time ago. It, if it was happening, it was like underground. It wasn't like mainstream popular. Right, you know, like right. People, like the the atheists, they're just like like the atheists were if if they well, I'm not gonna say if they were. I'm pretty sure they're atheistic people, but they were quiet back then. Mm-hmm. They weren't saying anything. That maybe they was you know talking to their friends or whatever, but it wasn't a open community like now. Like it's just so popular to be an atheist or so the disbelief. It was to disbelieve. It wasn't like that before. Well, I mean, you know, I think that the, I think that uh, I think that there was such there was such a um, we that we created such a shame based um, a shame based type of thing. I mean, I think that we had probably atheists within our own amongst our own children. But I think the thing about it is that we 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 start we didn't serve our children well as it relates to teaching them theology we didn't uh, listen long enough. We w- we were more religious than we were intimate. We were more about um, how we looked rather than who we are, we were, and I think that creates a problem. For a lot of times, we don't we're not able to tap. We're not able to ask answer the hard questions that our children have had. So when you start seeing now that you have a community, a bigger community of people that are maybe atheists or non-believers or whatnot, well, we, they, we've been, you know, those people have been amongst us all the time, but we haven't given them opportunity to have a voice. And the reason why they haven't had a voice is because those of us as believers have become quiet mm-hmm. and complacent. And we don't want to say anything. And um, and so I believe that there is an army of though there there is a army of believers now that are willing to come out and say so. Um, and yeah, you I think that a lot of us have gotten shot down because of persecution, because of, you know, um, the bad reviews or, you know, I'm going to say this, you know, when I first got on Wisdom, you know, and didn't nobody really know who I was about. And I'm really, to be honest with you, I was still clarifying what my calling was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, I would answer the questions. Every time I would answer those questions, it was like, man, that was a magnificent question. Like, you know, what? however way they started or whatever, and they say that it's, it was a, I forget. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, it was a it was a good question or whatever. I mean, a good answer. But then it, the more I talked about Jesus, Baby, I got pushed to the side up under the rug. Like, who is that girl? <laughs> who is she? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, if you caught up in the numbers, if you're caught up in the popularity, if you're caught up the stro- in the stroking, then a lot of folks will start to grow quiet. I think for I think when I first started this live today, my primary reason was not about Christmas, was but but to remember the, the person that we we get we we kind of pass by. And so let's let's talk about Jesus. 
But the moment I started talking about Jesus, let's get to that point. When I started talking about Jesus and made it clear, that's what I'm talking about. Because see, I was at first, I was trying to be like low key on it, Taylor. And kind of come around the back up the up the alleyway and kind of slip it on in. But see, the world that we living in, it ain't that type of world, baby. You got to go and say what it is. Don't you can't you can't you got to be bold about it. Who you talking about? I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because if you don't say Jesus, you you everybody you talking about uh uh you talking about Mohammed, you talking about you talking about uh, Allah? You talking about who you talking about? I'm talking about Jesus, man, because they don't mind telling you who they talking about. And when you start to think about why you don't you don't hear a lot of us talking, you you know, when you start again, when you start talking about atheism and you start talking about these other uh, popular things, uh, subjects that are going around, that's because Christians have become quiet. We're not talking no more. That's a problem. That's a problem. Um, he said that if we are the light of the world, we are the light of the world. And if we have um, chosen to become quiet, meaning the salt, the salt is gone. Well, well how will they know? How, how will they even be able to reason? Because now you're reasoning with unbelief. You're not reasoning with truth. Mm. Well, reasoning with lies. And if, uh, the, uh, if the truth ain't mixed up in there, then what, what what you got? What you got left? Well. <laughs> just my thought, Taylor. Yeah, no, I understand. I have a I have a response to it. It's just so long, you know what I'm saying? Um but I I'll say this. Um uh Something I, I was uh, in a book of Ezekiel some time ago. You know, oh, I love him. And I, and I hear, you know, the, uh, I hear this uh, one thing. Oh my gosh! Okay, so listen to this, right? I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna come back to it and explain it, and explain it, right? But some, I think that, oh gosh, as we in in the in the gospels right there's things that are said and sometimes at particular times there's things that jesus said to the disciples you know what i'm saying and mm -hmm. in the context of the scriptures mm -hmm. like it wasn't i don't want to say that it, it wasn't to us right because i do i do get the note the concept that there's I call it formulas in the Bible, right? It's like if certain things are happening like a certain way in the mm -hmm. scripture sort of explain it, how it's happening. But, and this is just for instance, because I'm thinking about when you was like, go and make disciples, right? To go ye, yeah. right? It's like to, to everybody to go ye into the world. And of recent, I've come to have just a, a, a differing perspective of that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. one thing about the, <clears throat> the Bible is it's a story right you know what i'm saying of course it's more than a story it's the word of life it's the word of god this does not take anything from it but as it's presented it's presented in a story mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. I, sometimes there are things that are said and it's it's meant to the people that is that you know that is uh be, it's being spoken to in the story 
And I, I thought about this when uh, I think it was John chapter 17, where there was a time when Jesus prayed, you know what I'm saying? It was like he was praying for the disciples. But I noticed that within the sto- within the, you know, in Jesus prayer, he also, he said, um, I'm not praying just for the disciples, but for those who will believe in me because of their message. You know, mm, it's, mm. it's like it that you you have to. It's not this. Yeah, see, look. Well, I get I get what you're saying, and I, yeah. and I and I and I understand that count. I do understand. I do, and I, I and I I affirm that count. Um, but I think there are those of us as well, and I think and maybe that's a different um dispensation that whatever that word is, I can't even say. It. But anyway, um, that that see the Bible from a also. Also, let me say also. Um, so what he basically what I understood Taylor to say was that there are scriptures that we will read in the Bible that were really for that time only and not for today. Basically, not I, I don't think he meant I don't think he was saying everything, but there are scriptures that were really um, prophetic of a different time or for the time that was that was at hand. And that's true that that there are times where we will take the Bible, we will take the word of God and um, 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 and and, and see it and and read it out of context. And and that that can be a dangerous thing to do. And that's why it's important for us to be in a good, um, a good Bible believing church or to be um, be in the midst of um, people that are grounded in the word of God that know the word of God that that can properly properly assess the word of God when I look at um second Timothy verse um second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 it said work hard so you can present yourself to God and be and to God and receive his approval be a good worker one who does not need to be ashamed who correctly explains the word of truth avoid worthless foolish talk that only leads to godless behavior this kind of talk spreads like cancer so basically what he's saying was and when you go down to verse 19 he said but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription the lord knows those who are his and who uh, belong to him and he goes on and it just when you read chapter two, it just really talks about learning how to properly assess God's word. The only thing I think where we we differ in our interpretation of this this uh, scripture. And I believe that God is saying work hard. I also believe that he's also saying that when we read the word, of God, I believe that God's word is profitable for correction profitable for reproof i thought i was reading the right scripture i believe that is in oh okay preach the word be prepared whether the time is favor patient correct i gotta find that um that scripture but anywho um i believe that the word of god is profitable for all things and it, it that's just it's just another version i think it says it a little different and it'll say what it is that i'm looking for but the bottom line is this um i think even last week we talked about ezekiel chapter 37 and even though um ezekiel he mentioned ezekiel even though ezekiel was talking about 
um, a, a, a coming time that was about to happen in Israel. You can also look at that when you have a uh, um, when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will often illuminate scriptures in a way that will speak to your because remember. And I'm glad um, he brought that up. Remember this. That the that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He has no beginning, nor does he have an end. So, with that being said, when we look at God's word, God's word is not contained to time. And so, what happens to us a lot of time, we contain God's word to time and say, "Well, you know what? That what that was for them. That's not for me. It is for you. God's word is for you." So, if you look at it from that standpoint, and some of us in the body of Christ. We have different opinions as it relates to certain scriptures, certain um, when we, we when we evaluate certain um, ideas that we find in the Bible, we say, well, no, that was for them. That's not for us. Like somebody will say about, I don't know, speaking in tongues. That was for them. That's not for us. So it really depends on what, what side of your understanding you coming from um, as it relates to that. Um, but me, I look at when I interpret God's word from the way that uh, um, I see it, I believe that um, when God talks about the gifts of the spirit, I believe that God has gifted me with the spirit of this um, discernment so that sometimes I will read the word and what I see, God shows me a, a something so far deeper. It's like, it's not, and it, it always is um in line with his word is not god ain't got no new revelations don't get me wrong god does not have new revelations he coming out with i'm what i'm saying is he will illuminate that thing specifically for you in a way that will help you in your present day situation that is what i'm what i'm saying is that when you Thank you for coming back, Taylor. When you will look at that thing and you will see it from a standpoint where you're saying, "Wow, wait, hold up, God! Oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't, mm, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that like that. I didn't, I didn't know you were talking to me in that way." And that's the revelation that that God is giving me in a way that, um, and that's why you start to say, "Well, you know, when God looks at pastors, teachers, evangelists, and 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 missionaries, and all of that." I believe that God gives them what I've heard people say, the eagle eye, an eye where you're able to see things in a way that lifts up off the page in a way that is applicable, that you can see a lot of times we can know theology. And that's what get, got a lot of get a lot of people in trouble is that a lot of us know theology, but don't know how to apply it to our everyday lives. And that can be an issue. And the reason being is that when you look at God, if you're reading and, and studying God's word as if you're reading a, a mere book, you will miss many, 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 many truths. But when you read it from a standpoint that it's a spiritual book from a spiritual God that has no beginning, has no end, that he's an eternal God. When you look at it from that standpoint, along with having a personal relationship with him, then you can see the scriptures from a really vibrant, lively way. I guess that's that's the way that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, when you go back and look at um, when he talked about the dispensation of the gifts, you know, that's, I don't remember the scripture off, off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, I believe it's in um, 
Is it in Corinthians? Is it close to the love chapter? Chapter 12-ish? Um, <coughs> yes, chapter 12. When he talk about... um. Now, dear brothers and sisters, and he said the thing that you want most of all, most of all, is not to, to crave um, the spiritual gifts, that the biggest thing that you want is love, right? But he talks about there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same God. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Um, to another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another, to someone else, the one he gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. Some people said that they were speaking in Spanish. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, say Spanish, but, uh, you know, this heavenly language and other people said that there were, they were speaking in known languages. Um, but the thing about it is, is that, um, but he said at the end of the day, the human body has many parts but the many parts make up one body, the whole body. So, so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are some Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we have all been baptized into the one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not the hand, that does not make it less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, would you not hear? Or if you the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it to be. So, yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can agree to disagree, my brother. <laughs> and that is okay. At the end of the day, we can we can agree to disagree, and I've I've gotten to if I've gotten if I've if I've gotten to any place, Taylor, I've gotten to the place of understanding that even when I'm not in the I don't have the same if I even if I don't share the same uh, theology as long as Jesus is in there, I can learn, I can get a word mm. from that person, I can get a word from that person. And um, I think that that's why I've kind of adopted, if you will, a non-denominational type of theology where I am not attaching on, attaching myself on to a specific type of denomination. I'm just attaching on to Jesus and the way he has taught me through his word, like the way, you know, and the teaching that he has given me. Um, I don't know. That, I mean, that's where I land on it. What you think? What are your thoughts? Mm. 
Uh, <clears throat> I think I understand. You know. But you feel where I'm coming from a little bit, though? Um, no. I, yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think I do. I mean, like, okay, so verse 29, he said, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all, and this is in verse chapter 12, if you're following me, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in an unknown language? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should not earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let's show you the way, the, the best way of all. And he says, three things will last forever. First, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So if I'm going to emphasize anything on this podcast, it's always going to be about love anyway. I'm not, I'm not going to get caught up in, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to get you caught up. I don't want you and I to get caught up in that. But I think the thing about it is, is that just going in the same direction and leading people back to the Jesus that want to know them personally, because I think that a lot of times if you don't know how to make your faith personal, that's an issue. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again for part two and that I hope that at the same time, this um, talk was one that got you interested, got you um, wanting to know who is this Jesus and how can we give a gift to him being that he is the true and living God, the King of Kings. This is Dewana Carl with a weary she encourages. Hope to see you again for part two. But in the meantime, I pray that you stay encouraged and keep fighting the good fight of faith.